Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, we got a full house, and if these guys thought that there was pressure in the courtroom, they ain't seen nothing yet. We got pressure on live radio now. Welcome in, everybody. Hope you're having a phenomenal week. It's flying by this time of year. That's how it always rolls here uh, in Montana in the summer. I can't believe it's almost, what are we calling it, like Freedom Weekend? Having the 4th of July on a Tuesday, we should have just like reallotted this thing or something. We should have made it on Monday or I don't know. But either way, we're getting close to maybe, just maybe, a long weekend for everybody. But uh, we have a full week here uh, at Nuanas now. We will be off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week, back at it on Thursday. So uh, there's your PSA for the uh, for today. But we have a ton of stuff coming up today. Normal Thursday lineup in hour number two. Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports, swings by. She's got all sorts of stuff to talk about, including... Uh, friend of the show, Jason Kelsey, chugging beers and uh, maybe not as good as he used to be at it. So we'll talk uh, a whole bunch of laughs with Carol in an hour number two. We also have uh, our latest edition of Diamond Time, our baseball segment highlighting all things baseball. I want to talk about Shote Otani. I want to talk about the Missoula Paddleheads. And uh, we also got to catch up with Jake Gunther, who's one of the star players for the Paddleheads. That's our latest uh, Inside the Dugout podcast excerpt, courtesy uh, of Jeff Safford. Uh, he'll tell us about that. He is the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, so he'll join us uh, about 5.30. But here off the top, we have a brand new segment. It's actually a continuation of something we did last summer. It's our Where Are They Now series. Chris Redpath spearheading this effort. She's our lead analyst when it comes to Big Sky Conference women's hoops. Hello, Coulter. And thank you so much for being here, and I, I'm happy to have you back and happy to have this series back as well. So we will be highlighting some uh, familiar names that maybe you haven't heard from in a while today. 
We have the Keller sisters, Cheryl Carr and Julianne Solomon. Uh, they are uh, formerly the Keller sisters. Now they have new last names. It's been a while. But either way, they will uh, join us here in about 10 minutes. But off the top here, this is fun. We have an exclusive sponsor for this uh, summer's series, Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. And we're joined in studio. These guys have been on the mic many times, but they've never been with us live. So I thought that would be fun. Uh, great friends of ours, Paul Ryan, Angie Miller, in studio. Thanks for being here, guys. How are you guys doing? Thanks so much for having us. We're doing great. Yeah, really good. Well, first and foremost, uh, Paul, you've been around Missoula most of your life. So yeah. I just got to ask you about this because, I mean, I, I take great pride in this being my hometown as well. But, I mean, what has kept you here so long? What's kept you going here uh, in Missoula? I, well, first, it's the, it's the people. I mean, I, I've grown up here since 1968. I've been in Missoula and watched the changes and some good, some bad. Um, but just being here gives me such a great feeling. You know, I leave at times, and I've left, but come back. My heart is always here. Um, I'm comfortable with it here. It's just, it's just a great place for a family and uh, to, to run a business for us and, and just be a part of this community. is just a real pleasure for me. What's changed the most about Missoula over the years? Oh, well, the size. You know, it's grown up a lot. Big time. And uh, you start to see a lot more people that you don't recognize anymore. When I, you know, seemed like before I'd know a lot of people going into a restaurant. Now I walk in there now and it's all kinds of different people. Isn't that funny? I mean, I live right by the river trail, so I walk downtown a lot. It used to be you walk downtown on a summer evening in Missoula, you're going to see somebody you know. Yeah. If you didn't feel like seeing somebody you know, you probably shouldn't go. Yeah. Now you can totally go and you don't see anybody no, you know. It's, it's so wild. True. It's so true. And it's a, it's become a little more diverse, I think, which is also sure. good. And uh, But it generally stays just a great place to, to be and raise a family. And, Andy, you're from the Mining City, one of my favorite places. The last couple times I've been there have been awesome. Was there for the AA basketball tournament. Was there for the Shrine game. I just love Butte. Love hanging out in Butte, America. How long have you been in Missoula now, though? It's been a little while. Now it's been about six, seven years that I've been in Missoula. Because law school brought you here, yeah. right? And, mm -hmm. you, and you decided to stay. So what about this town calves your heart? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I grew up in Colorado, but I have spent a lot of time in Butte. My husband's from Butte. He'd move back to Butte in a heartbeat if I would let him. <laughs> it's a discussion <laughs> all the time. I keep holding out for Missoula. I love Missoula. Um, but Butte's a great place. I mean, so much history, a lot of fun things to do there. And we still have family there, so we visit there often. So Angie, you're a new mom, actually not so new now. Your son just turned one. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about um, you're an active mom and what that entails with having a family and also being a partner in a prestigious law firm. Yeah, so I, we just love sports. My husband and I, that's definitely been a thing that we've always connected with is sports and basketball. I played volleyball and um, we just try to stay very active, watch a lot of baseball. And so we've already started doing those things with our little one. He has a little plastic basketball hoop that he's already learning how to shoot inside, which is really fun. And we do, I mean, we get home from work and that's our time with him. We, you know, run around with him. And then sometimes that's, you know, back to doing emails and getting work done, but our time with him is so important and anything that we can do to get outside or adventure with him we definitely try to so you were both college athletes college volleyball college baseball and a huge theme for our where are they now is to talk about individual and team accolades for all these amazing former big sky athletes can you talk a little bit about the lessons you learned playing college sports and how that helps you with law today thanks well i think and you know certainly you know krista balancing a lot of things and that's what I you know, see today. I've got family. I've got a lot of responsibility with work. And I've got my own personal time to try to take care of myself. And it really starts to help you when you go to school because there's a lot of push and pull 
of, of things that are important to try to have some fun. You got to study. And then the responsibility as well, which it becomes a lot like work doing sports. It's not as easy as people might, you know, they see us on Saturdays and game days, but there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on aside from training. And it becomes now like a year round sport. Um, you know, you're practicing all the time. And so I think to take that experience at any level, even in high school, and then to turn it into something and, and continue to be motivated and have goals and important things like that, that sports just give so much um, to individuals as well as uh, working as a team. Where are they now? Series, a renewal. Season number two coming at you the rest of the summer. We're going to have many installments of this over the next couple months. Co-hosted by our Big Sky Conference women's basketball lead analyst, Chris Redpath. She's in the studio with us, as are Paul Ryan and Angie Miller of Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Angie, your uh, thoughts on how it, uh, college sports influenced your life? Yeah, I think balance is a really good point and just knowing that you have to work hard. You have to keep trying no matter what. Every single day you have to show up. You can't just, you know, do it half-hearted. Um, I think that's a big thing in our line of work because even when you feel like you get knocked down a little bit, you got to keep going. You got to keep pressing and, and doing what you can to help your clients. So that's a big thing from sports that I take into every day. How much is being in the courtroom like being on talk radio? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, fairly similar. <laughs> Got to watch what you're saying, right? No. Well, we appreciate you guys for being a part of this. And thanks so much for coming in. Oh, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Nuana's now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We're going to do a little tag in and tag out. So while uh, these guys go out and uh, Julianne Keller comes in, Cheryl Keller, her uh, sister, is going to join us, I guess, uh, now. In fact, Cheryl Carr and Julianne Solomon is their names, but I, I remember them as their great Lady Grizz players. Uh, so as we uh, do a little tag, um, I'm going to move to this side of the table while Krista tells you sort of about the inspiration for this. Krista, this is a great idea. We did this last summer as well, and uh, I'm so happy that this uh, this is back. So d just tell people sort of about the uh, the inspiration for this. Well, I, I think it's just so great to connect our communities to our former athletes um, I think that a lot of these players, teammates, friends that we're talking to um, have all a list of team and individual accolades, but yet what they're doing in their life now is really what our community wants to hear about, and they want to hear how those lessons applied help them in their life today. And I think that we're so fortunate here in Missoula that we have such a great sports community and across the state, Coulter. For sure. So I think that it was just a, a, a brainchild that just kind of came off of you and I having dialogue totally. about our communities just really supporting sports and especially basketball. And it's dear to me, being from Great Falls, being a hooper, and then coming over here and playing for the Lady Grizz. Just really enjoy getting on the air and telling these stories. It's a well, lot of fun. Well, it's very cool. We'll have these installments um, Frequently throughout the summer, there's going to be a little bit of a break, uh, but we'll have them all throughout July, all throughout August. So uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know each week when the next one is upcoming. We're excited to debut this uh, summer series. Where are they now? Presented by Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. And in studio, former Lady Grizz, Julianne Keller-Solomon. And do we have Cheryl? We got Cheryl as well on the uh, Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Cheryl Keller-Carr uh, here in studio. Um I guess one on the phone line, one in studio. So this is fun. I don't know if we've ever actually done this. Two sisters in two different places. Thanks for coming in, Julianne. Well, thanks for having us. I'm excited to be here. First of all, just give people the update on you. Where are you at in the world? What's going on? What have you been doing? Well, this year I hit a milestone. I turned 40. 
Not sure how I feel about that, but everybody says I'm still looking good. And <laughs> You look great. You look so, awesome. you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> well, you look great, and you got your, your vintage Lady Grizz shirt on, which is even better. I love yeah. it. That's that's looking great on the TV. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but no, for the past 11 years, I've been in Helena, uh, fourth grade teacher there. Um, married to J.D. Solomon, have two kids, seven and nine, and just busy supporting J.D. and his uh, assistant coaching job with the Carroll College Fighting Saints. So watching them with the Lady Saints and running after my own two children and teaching and now I'm trying to enjoy summer and it's going by way too fast. <laughs> and Cheryl, I hope you can hear us. Give the people the update on you. Where are you at in the world? Well, hello. Yeah, it's nice to be on. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. I've been here since '02, since I've graduated the university, and um, I got to see a lot of growth here in Vegas. It's taken off, and now we're kind of becoming a sports mecca, which has been fun to follow. Um, but I've been here, yeah, since '02, working in healthcare. I do healthcare administration. Um, I am married to Deldre Carr, former Grizz, and we have three daughters. Addison is 14, Naya is 12, and Aaliyah is 6. So they keep us mighty busy. Um, and Addison, my oldest, plays some basketball. So we are knee-deep into basketball, and Deldre referees basketball. So it kind of has just continued to consume a lot of our life and a lot of our time. And it's, it's been a fun ride so far. Well, I got to tell you that uh, Delgre certainly um, has a reputation, which is a great one, around the Big Sky Conference, but also specifically in Missoula or Bozeman. Anybody that's covered the league for a long time, this will be my 17th year covering the Big Sky Conference. You get to know the officials. When it's going to be a rivalry game, especially between the Bobcats and the Grizz, you know the games are going to be really physical. Whenever I see Deldre in the house at either the Brick or at Dahlberg Arena, I'm thinking two thumbs up because he's going to let them play. We always love seeing that. So you can pass that along to him, but we always root for Deldre Carr on the sidelines uh, anytime it's a rivalry game because uh, sometimes they get a little feisty, a little physical, but uh, he always does a great job. Yeah, it's, he's been doing it for quite a while, and he really enjoys it. And um, it's been fun as a former player to see basketball from a different lens. You know, as a referee, it's it's different than a player. And so we've enjoyed learning with him and watching him grow and uh, really start to succeed at it. So I will pass that information along. So Cheryl, hello. It's great to have oh. you on our show. Um, looking mm -hmm. at some social media pictures that were shared of your whole family... Um, four yeah. boys, four brothers. Oh, boy. So we got to give like a shout out to Bill, Raymond, Russ, Kevin, your brothers that are out there. And obviously Shirley and Gerald at the heart of it all, right? Your parents are just amazing. Absolutely. And I, I, I miss talking with Shirley. I got to give her a call because we've had some great conversations. She literally is probably still out mowing, um, babysitting <laughs> half the kids on the farm. Um, she's very active. But can you talk a little bit about your basketball family, has it always been in the family? Did you start when you were young and you just fell for it by getting beat up by your brothers? Tell us how this all went down. Frame it for us. Yeah. It was pretty much um, exactly how you said, having four brothers that were always playing. And, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to Bill. He really set the foreground for all of us and established a foundation and um, a discipline of hard work. And so I always looked up to him and was like, you know what? I want to do what he's doing. And I mean, he would be in the house just running the stairs in the house and then pump out some push-ups and sit-ups. Just I love it. He's the next best player. Like Bill was always working and um, 
you know, I just really admired that and looked up to him a lot. But we had a cement slab right outside the front door at the house, and there was a lot of basketball that went on there. And oftentimes there was four boys, so, you know, that's enough for a two-on-two. And I would go out there, and I would want to play. And um, oftentimes it ended in me going in and tattling to mom or dad and saying, hey, they won't let me play. And uh, you would have to come out and referee and let me in and where we would go. So, so Julianne, you were a toddler then. I was. I was, yeah. And I remember, like Cheryl said, Bill doing all that. And he would lay on the carpet and he'd put his feet underneath like the couch and do sit-ups. And I'll never forget, he told me that's the best way to do them. And then he went on to play at Carroll, and I was nine, ten years old, and I remember taking a book to the games because it was boring, Mom. I didn't want to watch the game. (laughs) And now looking forward, you know, what my future led to. But, yeah, it was just always fun playing with the boys and... Yeah. So Kevin went off and became, he's a rodeo guy. So that's the yep. only one in your family. You're from a farm, but he obviously tremendous rodeo career at MSU Northern. So what happened to him? Where, where, <laughs> where did well, that fall off? That's the Let's route. He, in. <laughs> yeah, that's the route he wanted to take, which was great. But he could have beat any of us in a race. I mean, he was probably the fastest of all of us. And uh, yeah, he went and did his thing, and now he's into the ranching and doing awesome. Love it. It's great. Or where are they now? Series. Co-hosted by Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Lead Analyst, Krista Redpath. Our debut episode here on Nuanas Now for the summer of 2023. Julianne Keller-Solomon in studio. Cheryl uh, Keller-Carr on the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. What did you think of growing up in a small town? When you grow up in a small town, you don't really know how small it is until you move away, right? So you guys grew up, I guess, around or in Turner, right? Mm -hmm. So... um, what was that like? We'll start with you, Julian. How did that, you think that just influenced your life? Well, I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, it just taught you how to work. You, you know, you had to make your own fun. We didn't have, and I mean, in today's world has changed. Definitely, there's all kinds of technology. But even back then, we couldn't just go to the mall or to the movie theater sure. or even to town to do anything. We played in the dirt. Um, we got up every single day with a purpose to do something. And there was something, some sort of job we had to do every single day, mowing or, I mean, driving the pickup out. A way too young of age, definitely, but learned that. <laughs> so that, I'm not going to complain. But then, yeah, I mean... It, it was just so different, and I just loved the what it instilled in me and how to just work hard all the time, up early, working late at night, and yeah. We got to tell you, by the way, for those that uh, are just joining us, these two young ladies played for the Lady Grizz, of course. They were great players there uh, at Montana. During the height of the Robin Selvig era, Cheryl played 98 to 2002 for Montana, and then Julianne played 2001 to 2005. So that's your timeline if you're a a Lady Grizz faithful, and you're trying to remember back to which teams the, these gals were on. That's the that's the timeline. But uh, Cheryl, same question for you. I mean, how do you think just small town living influenced you growing up? What was it like growing up in Turner? You know, I would have to echo a lot of the same things that Julianne said. Um, just that hard work was instilled in us at a very young age, and we had to make our own fun. We had to find something to do, and a lot of times um, it was with a ball in our hands, and we would go work all day, and then they would open the gym at night, and everybody in the community would come in, and we'd play pickup games with boys, girls, parents, you know, kids of all ages. And it just it brought the sense of community, and I think we were so fortunate to have that and then to be able to take that forward to the University of Montana and have that sense of community there also and to know that people support you 
and are looking out for you and really want success, um, it just, it feels good. It felt really good. And, uh, yeah, my girls were just actually up at the farm last week. I send them, I try to send them up there every summer to get some, you know, a break away from the city and the hustle and bustle of everything. And they just love to go up there and spend time with my parents and ride four wheelers, play in the dirt, go, go for hunting, whatever else they can get their hands into. So, I try to pass that tradition along to them as well. So Cheryl, you had a lot of success in high school in everything that you did. You won two state championships for basketball in 1995, 1997, four-time All-State selection. You left high school uh, with a 4.0, eight-time All-Academic. I mean, they're just the athletes. You were part of the state championship relay team. You ran a leg on yeah. the 400 meter. There's just, everything that I do, I just go down the list. And then when you came in for the Lady Grizz, you were an immediate impact for a year where there were lots of injuries for the Lady Grizz when you came in 1998, which would have been almost my senior year. I was one of those injuries. Um, right. And you had to play right away. You started 21 games. You got co-defensive you know, player of the year. Um, but that year was challenging for you. However, it set you up for the Lady Grizz to be a leader as young as a sophomore when you came in and started with all of us. Um, do you have a favorite Lady Grizz memory that you can recap or something on, you know, basketball memory-wise? You know, um, yeah, I was very blessed as a freshman to come in and get those opportunities. And I'll never forget the first time that Rob told me I was going to be starting. We were playing at Stepnell High School because the Dalbert was being redone. Mm -hmm. And he pulled me to the side and he's like, Cheryl, you're going to be starting. And I just, you know, I didn't expect it at all. And so I know it was a big weight to carry. It was, um, I was fortunate and I hope I, you know, made everybody proud doing it. But I think the best thing or the best memory of Lady Grizz is playing in front of the fans. And a lot of people say that, but it's, there's nothing greater. I've been to so many other arenas and to so many games where there's nobody there or there's a crowd of 50 or less. And it just, it doesn't have the same impact when you play in front of thousands of people that are rooting you on and are really genuinely excited for the program, for the team, and for the individuals. Where are they now this summer? Presented by Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. They truly care about their clients at Ryan and Miller, and they also care about this community of Missoula and the state of Montana. It's important to their firm that they can help local Montanans and their surrounding communities. Every year, Ryan and Miller finds ways to give back to our community and support the city of Missoula. This is listed with hundreds of different organizations that they support, uh, including this one right here. Uh, they've been become great friends of ours, love working with uh, both Paul and Angie. They're so kind and uh, personable. I know they've done a lot with you guys as well, Krista, helping you raise money for youth sports and give it back to the community in so many different ways. Definitely, Ryan and Miller has, have done a lot. They actually even sponsored the Washington Quiz Bowl team for eighth grade this year that won the city championship. I got to tell you, I am so jealous of Oliver. I would have <laughs> loved some Quiz Bowl action when I was like 13 or 14 years old. I would have dominated at this. I love that he's doing this. This is so great. It's so great. But Paul came in and actually gave them all shirts and talked with all the kids about growing up in Missoula and doing some things. Very neat. So I'm just you know bringing it back to Ryan and Miller. They do a lot in our community to continue to support youth um, organizations not just sports, but all organizations. Well, speaking of communities, I, I want to circle back to uh, your guys growing up because you grew up in Turner, but you went to Malta, and a lot of people think of you guys as part of sort of that Malta pipeline. There's been so many great Lady Grizz that have come from Malta. 
uh, including several that sort of came r- relatively recently before y- you guys came. So, uh, Julianne, did that influence you? I mean, did, did you look up to, you know, the Greta Casas of the world growing up? What kid didn't? Right. You know, I mean, what little girl didn't look up to them? And uh, and then we were just fortunate enough to be a part of that great pipeline and that great program there at Malta under the late Del Freed. I mean, me and Cheryl were just so fortunate. And every player that was able to be a part of that program absolutely was. And then you have, you know, Greta and Skyla and Linda Cummings and, and then Cheryl. And it was just... Uh, yeah, it was just definitely something that you wanted to continue, something that pushed you to strive to to get to get there, to be another Malta Emmet, to be there. So yeah, you played on three state championship teams, Julianne. Talk a little bit about your dominance in high school basketball. Oh, geez. Well, I think you have to give a lot of credit to uh, the wonderful coach, Late Delfried. I mean, he was just able to connect with all the girls on the team. He he got us together. I mean, coaching that long and that many girls. I mean, it's not easy coaching girls, right? And so I was just fortunate to be a part of that. Um, and my, fresh, my freshman year, I was able to be a part of it, and Cheryl was a senior. Um, so that- special to play. Uh, in a state championship with your sister. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'll brag on her for a minute. She, the state championship game, uh, I'm a freshman. She's a senior. She starts the game with a layup, and she ends the game with a layup. And so that's, that's just MVP, a pretty cool. the tournament. Yeah, and so that was just a pretty cool memory that I remember. Maybe she doesn't, and maybe she doesn't want to brag about herself, but I will. Now, how far is Turner, Turner and Malta from each other? About 70 miles. So were you guys driving that every day? No, so my dad stayed at the farm. And my mom would come down during the week with us, and we stayed there. We just had a little rental, and then we ended up buying a cute little house. And we'd stay there and do our stuff during the week. And then on the weekends, we drove back home a lot of times Saturday after the late-night games. Get up, go to church Sunday morning, no matter what time. Get dinners and lunches and stuff like that ready for my dad for the week. And we'd either drive back late Sunday night or 5 a.m. Monday morning. Well, Cheryl, that I mean, that's some serious dedication from parents. So, I mean, what do you what, now that you're older, what do you think of this, this sacrifice that your parents made? You know, I, I don't think at a young age when you're a teenager, you give enough credit to your parents at all. And you don't understand the sacrifices that they make, especially, I mean, I... The sacrifices I feel like I make for my own kids, and you know, they're like, oh, they don't appreciate that. But yeah, it was an incredible sacrifice for them to, you know, be apart from each other. And so my dad can maintain the farm, and then my mom, like Julianne said, would come to Malton and stay with us during the week. Um, and to m- remove yourself from a community, a small community, and go into another one is not always easy either, because in like a small community of Turner, every kid and every family matters to keep those schools alive and keep them flourishing and competing and um so it was you know it wasn't an easy decision but i think it was the right decision and i'm so grateful that they were willing to make that sacrifice for us and um it's paid off tremendously for julianne and i and uh we're very blessed to have been given the opportunity by my parents the Keller sisters with us here on nuana's now it's our where are they now series presented by ryan and miller law julianne keller solomon cheryl uh, Keller Carr, both uh, joining us here to debut this uh, 2023 version of this series. Ryan and Miller, a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. They handle cases across the state of Montana and focus in specific areas of law to ensure they provide their clients with the best representation possible. Their firm proudly handles automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful deaths, DUIs, and criminal charges. Ryan and Miller, 
your Montana attorneys. We've been talking forever. We haven't even got to any Robin Selvig stories, so we got to do that next. More with the Keller Sisters right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. New on is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Can't believe how fast summer's flying by, but happy Thursday. Downtown tonight's rolling. I'm going tonight, so uh, if I see you there or if you see me there, say what's up. Love to talk to you, and uh, always appreciate all of you for tuning in. We're joined in studio right now uh, by Julianne Keller-Solomon, and we're also joined on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line by her sister, uh, Cheryl Keller Carr, both these young ladies, outstanding lady Grizz uh, during their heydays, but also uh, from Turner, Montana, by way of Malta High School. I, I've told this story on the show before, but uh, one of the coolest parts for me of doing this and, and associated with Crystal Redpath, who's our co-host here of um, this Where Are They Now series, co-hosted by, or excuse me, uh, sponsored exclusively by Ryan and Miller Law. Um, growing up in Missoula, when I was a little kid, I had no idea that women's basketball wasn't bigger than men's basketball. I thought that women's basketball was the biggest basketball because that's what everybody went to in the 90s and early 2000s here in Missoula. The Grizz men had great draw too, but I mean, the Lady Grizz during the 1990s was was outstanding. And I remember when Greta Koss first started playing in the WNBA, she came back for a day and I somehow got my hands on a Greta Koss Utah Stars card and I got it signed and I thought that thing was worth a million dollars. I just thought it was the greatest. And I wish I still had it. I probably do. My mom probably still has it. But uh, amazing what that uh, that tone said. But both these uh, gals are from Malta as well. So uh, the connections, they just run so deep. But we talk so much about your guys' upbringing. I want to talk about when you first decided you were going to come to Montana. Cheryl, we'll start with you because you're the older sister. What was that like deciding you were going to go to the Lady Grizz? I mean, it must have been a dream come true, first of all, just getting recruited by uh, Robin Selvig and the crew back then. But what were you thinking when you were first moving from from Turner slash Malta to to Missoula? You know, coming from a small town, heading into Missoula, it feels, you know, it feels like a big city. And so it was was intimidating at first, but I knew I was in good hands. We had we had our team, so we already had our, you know, group of girls that we could hang with. We had people that we knew. We had friends instantly. Um, but, you know, it's scary. Anytime that you're leaving home for the first time to 
you know, kind of plant your feet and start something new. It was, it was scary, but it was exciting. Um, being able to go from Turner to Malta for high school, certainly Lady Grizz was the end goal. And so I just felt like everything was kind of falling into place and it was becoming a reality. So it was, it was exciting. And yeah. Cheryl, I took you under your wing. Let's be honest. I mean, I showed you everything in Missoula you needed to see. Probably Hoagieville right away. <laughs> Back in the day. Fiznos or something like that. We would have our after practice sessions at. Not the most healthy. Hey, you guys no. were playing ball all day every day though, right? So it's all good. Oh, yeah. It was, there was many great mentors along the way. Krista being one. And still is. Julianne, was, was the transition eased at all by having an older sister that had done this before? Yeah, absolutely it was. Um, I got here and like echoing what Cheryl said, you have your team already, so you already have some people here to talk to and to connect with. And when I came, Cheryl was here and then the Lady Grizz were so big, so many ex would come back like Krista. And I mean, I met Krista and Linda Weiler and some of those, and I was just a young Lady Grizz and they all helped just to make that transition and to motivate you to keep that uh, tradition going. So they were nice mentors and great supporters of the, of the came to the games, but just motivated our team as well, too. Well, that's what makes sports so cool, right? When mm -hmm. you're playing for something bigger than yourself. And I think that's why the Lady Grizz family grew and grew and grew and grew because all of a sudden now you know that you're representing for yeah. hundreds of, of ladies that came before you. Yeah, a lot of Lady Grizz I didn't even play with. Some Cheryl didn't even play with. And we all just became a true family. And you'd see them out and you'd talk to them and you knew them by first name. And it was it was great. Well, Cheryl, I know uh, Krista asked you about some of your favorite memories. Uh, Julianne, how about yours for your, from your time here in Missoula? Well, speaking basketball, Lady Grizz, like a game? Just anything. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we, we have we, many off-the-court memories I'm, as well. uh, For sure. I mean, we were talking <laughs> off-air, though, yeah. about the, the great NCAA tournament game that was here in Missoula. That was one of the defining uh, memories of my uh, life. I was, I think, a senior in high school then. I remember watching you take Louisiana Tech down the wire. I mean, it was like such an unbelievable moment in Missoula. Yeah. You guys almost got them. So, I mean, what, what, do, what do you remember about that game and that, after, that evening? I remember it all. That game is such bittersweet to talk about. For such sure. a devastating loss, but so many wonderful memories. I just remember running out of the locker room and I always, always went left. And for some reason I went right to the right hand of the layup because it was so loud and I was nervous and there were so many kids and I was like, oh my God, what do I do? As if you'd never run on a basketball court before, <laughs> right. right? It was electrifying. And I just remember Brooklyn Lorenzen fighting through the calf cramps, the calves cramping and on the sidelines stretching them. And I remember the late Julie Deming playing the game of her life. And just, it's like fun to reminisce about that game but so sad at the same time. But it was a moment I will never forget. So, Julianne, I was one of the 7,413 <laughs> fans in attendance at that game. So let's just phrase it for our listeners and viewers. It was in 2004, um, 12 seed Louisiana Tech, or excuse me, Montana's a 12 seed, Louisiana Tech's a five seed mm -hmm. in Dahlberg Arena. I actually was sitting next to Carla Beatty, former mm -hmm. Lady Grizz, and we were watching it together and single-handedly the best Lady Grizz experience from a fan perspective to watch you guys just ball out. And you were right there, um, right there. Right and, there, and, and right there. It's just an electrifying environment and not very many Lady Grizz got to play in front of that many fans. I didn't get to play in front of that many fans in Dollar mm -hmm. Arena, sold out, incredible. It's an experience that I, I hope someday 
maybe even my own daughter, maybe even Cheryl's daughters get a chance to experience, or even my son, right? Or even just anybody that's a part of a Lady Grizz program gets to experience it here or somewhere else if you're if you're an athlete and wanting to experience that. I just hope, I really hope young kids get to because it was awesome. Where are they now? A summer series co-hosted by Krista Redpath, who's in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. Krista, our uh, lead analyst for Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball all year round. Got to say thank you so much to Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. They have over 30 years of experience, and they approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures that they're always prepared and ready to press forward on their cases to get their clients the justice they deserve. The best way to reach them, by phone, 406-542-2233. That's 542-2233. They're available 24-7. They have an answering service. And uh, each and every call that you make, it's free until they get your uh, case to trial. So I appreciate Ryan and Miller for their continued support of all things we do here, particularly this Where Are They Now series uh, all summer long. we got to ask you both. We'll start with Cheryl about Rob Selvig stories because, I mean, Coach Selvig, my first beat ever as a sports writer was covering the Lady Grizz for the Montana Cabin when I was 19 years old. And I, I got to know Coach Selvig. I used to call him on his office phone. I'm sure that was totally not the procedure you were supposed to use, but he said, hey, call me at 1 o'clock on Wednesdays. I'd call him. I, I could have just gone down there, but I, you know, he wanted to do it on the phone, so here we are. Uh, but I just uh, remember learning so much uh, at a formative age from him, but that's pales in comparison to what all you ladies learn. So, Cheryl, I'll start with you. What sort of things did Coach Selvig t- teach you, but also what sort of memories do you have? Because Rob can be as unintentionally funny as any person I've ever met. Absolutely. Well, I think first and foremost, Rob taught us family and how to be there for each other. And um, none of this happens without a team. And he just taught that naturally through practice, through camaraderie off the court as we traveled and everything. That was, if I could take anything from being a Lady Grizz, um, it's family. You stick together and you support each other and you cheer each other on. And it's just, it's a, it was a natural thing for all of us. And like we've mentioned earlier in the show, that it still continues. And you're proud to put that Lady Grizz across your chest. Um, on another note, Rob, I just don't know how we ever made it anywhere without a cell phone or GPS or whatnot. Is <laughs> driving and navigating, you know, the four-page printed map quest or whatever we had to do to get through the city to get somewhere, uh, no matter how many times we've been there, it was still always an adventure. And so <laughs> some of the greatest memories were, um, you know, when you have to get in a car, who's riding with Rob or who's this or who's that? Oh, gosh, our dear friend Laura Valley, she had she was like one of the only players with a cell phone. We're like, we want to be in the car with LV because she's got a cell phone in case we get lost. But, um, yeah, no, he was, you know, just an amazing individual, an awesome coach. And there's so many Robisms. You know, we've heard many. Uh, worst shooter in America. She can't make a free throw to save her life. There, we could go on and on. But his driving was probably okay. It's just navigating from the airport to the hotel or to a basketball game or wherever was always an entertaining uh, week he, for all of us. He might have some outstanding tickets still <laughs> in some of these <laughs> states. The best part is he's still in denial of it. At the court dedication, that's yeah. all he talked about was how these guys are making up stories. I know exactly where I'm going. I get to the hotel first. Right. It was so funny. Yep. Yeah, it was a good time. Julian, do you have any uh, definitive memories of Coach Silver or just lessons that he taught you that still resonate here with you today? 
Just similar to what Cheryl said. I mean, he's big-time family. He cares about you. I'll see him at the games now when I come back. Every now and then I'll try and get back for a Lady Grizz game. He's sitting up in his spot, and he'll just say, how are your kids? He knows my kids' names. He'll he'll text me on my birthday. You know, like, he's just, he cares about you other than just you as a Lady Grizz player. He really wants to know how you're doing as a person, and I just really respect that. He got to know us personally, and I think if you asked him right now, he's going to tell you me and Cheryl are two completely different people. He knew us, right? He knew I was going to be the goofy one on the floor. Cheryl's ready to go all the time. She's serious. Ice in the veins is what Cheryl has. (laughs) There's a look that when she wants to get to it, there's no messing around, and I bet her girls would agree with me, her daughters. (laughs) Oh, they do. And Addison has it every now and then. I see it. I got a chance to watch. uh, Side note in here, I did get a chance to watch Addison last year, and she is incredible. Cheryl's daughter, and Cheryl, you're chasing her all over. But, boy, we hear so much from various college coaches looking at her, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's exciting for her. So, yeah, and then, other, you know, just funny stories. I mean, I wasn't always the quickest defensive player, but I felt like I could hold my own. And one time he was just like, Julianne, you're breaking my back. It was hunched <laughs> over. I wasn't sitting in a chair. And um, from that moment, I tried to get better. I don't know if I, I ever know, did. but Reading through these media guide responses we had, we all had to fill out these questions, Coulter, question and answer. And read one today, Julie Deming, who, rest in peace, we, we sure miss our teammate. But Rob had said, to her, what what are you doing, Julie? Are you playing for the other team? And it's just so funny the way he would say those things. I mean, they're just, it, it was always coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Just various things that um, you just couldn't believe. I think half the time the officials and the other players were just looking at us like, how do you play for him? Mm-hmm. Julianne Keller, Solomon, and uh, Cheryl Keller, Carr, joining us here Are Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller. Just a couple minutes left with these ladies. Anything else you want to get in or uh, that you want to add, Krista? Oh, well, I just, these two, very special to my heart. Um, Cheryl, obviously a teammate. Julianne, someone that I've just gotten to know over the years. And I think it's just really neat to see both of them in their element, both professionally and Julianne in Helena, um, not far from Missoula, but always a chance to get back to your roots. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really neat to see you raising your kids. We talked about Cheryl's kids, but we should talk about Austin and Jackson. And they're busy in the Helena community and they have a lot going on this mm-hmm. summer. So just some of the challenges of being a mom and professional. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, you just got to learn to balance it. And I think being a college athlete really teaches you how to organize and balance stuff. But yeah, Austin's nine, Jackson's seven, and um, they're doing track this summer, which is something new for them. And they've really, really liked it. And they're busy with basketball camps and baseball for Jackson. And and then they just love supporting their dad and the Lady Saints. And uh, they know the, the girls' numbers. They know their stats. They can't wait to talk to their dad after the game and tell him everything they saw. And so it's just been fun raising the kids around a coach, right? Being married to a coach and um, living vicariously kind of through that. Because when I first got married to him, I I missed coaching, right? You coached for many years. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I missed it. And then I got had my kids and I realized being a mom is what I definitely wanted to be and and loved it. And so stepping away from the coaching became much easier. And then just seeing the excitement and the joy that my kids get to see with their dad and experience all that. And it's just really fun. Well, we appreciate you ladies for joining us. This was very fun and uh, very very good catching up with you. And uh, thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks, guys, for having us. Thank, Thank you, you, Julianne. Thank you, Cheryl. Where Are They Now? A summer series. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys.
and fierce supporters of so many things around not only the Missoula community, but also Western Montana and the state of Montana as well. Appreciate Paul and Angie for swinging in and appreciate the Keller sisters for joining us to debut this 2023 summer series. We got a few things when it comes to Big Sky Conference women's hoops to catch up on. So we'll take you uh, to the end of hour number one here with Krista Redpath right after this. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. A lot of times when I'm trying to, you know, find perspective or, you know, express gratitude, I always try to remind myself, what would the eight-year-old version of me think of what I'm doing at this exact moment? And that's why I love this series that we're debuting today, I guess, uh, reigniting, because it's the second year of this series, our Where Are They Now series, uh, catching up with some of the best ever to play Big Sky Conference basketball around the state of Montana. We're going to feature not only former women's basketball players, but also some men's basketball players as well. Uh, but that was fun. I, I totally remember the Keller sisters playing when I was a, a kid. And uh, then Julianne, she's only a little bit older than I am. And so she, when I was in high school, was when she was in college, that's when I, you know, then you're, you're going to the games by yourself. You're not with your parents anymore. So you can really, really get into it. So uh, fun catching up with them. It's Nuwana now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The, uh, the creator of this, Chris Redpath, in studio with us. And so we'll take you uh, to the end of hour number one here. Carol and Chicken Doesn't Know Sports coming up uh, at the top of hour number two. But that was really fun. Thanks for uh, thanks for setting this up. And this is going to be a really fun. We have a lot of fun guests coming up. But those two gals were great. It was great catching up. Well, it was just awesome. They were teammates. Well, I didn't play with Julianne, but played with Cheryl. Right. And Cheryl was just so tough, Coulter. Um, she came in, you know, started as a sophomore with all of us as seniors. The year we, we went to the NCAA tournament, won the championship that year. But... Cheryl was just one of those that younger could just fit in, and she played so hard. Um, and there's, you know, obviously from a farm, you know, they were raised in an environment, and we heard them give a nod to their parents. Um, but you can just tell the character building that they had being raised where they did. And, yeah, just just special ladies. We're going to catch up with a whole bunch of uh, memorable athletes over the next uh, week, couple weeks and months. But we're also... Going to highlight some various things going around, uh, going down in a, various communities around Montana as part of our community spotlight within our Where Are They Now series. Uh, what are we highlighting today? Oh, it was really exciting. I had a great phone call yesterday with Rob Schulte, former Bison, former Grizz. Rob Schulte torched me so bad my sophomore year of high school. I've never even told him the story. <laughs> Rob's a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, he did say to say hello. To you. Uh, 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 hi, Schulte. Good to, good to hear from you, buddy. But he uh, he doesn't even know this. He's two years older than me. He scored an 80-yard touchdown. This is like my second varsity game ever. I'm only a sophomore. He scores an 80-yard touchdown. Great Falls High gets called for holding. Then he scores an 80, I think a 90-yard touchdown on the very next play. Lightning in a bottle. Ridiculous high school football player. I digress. Well, Rob Schulte. Still involved in football, right? Very much. The, the president, founder of Great Falls Youth Football League, uh, which is fifth and sixth grade tackle football. They had their inaugural season last year. They have about 170 kids. They went through the process, Coulter, of becoming a 501c3. Nine businesses in Great Falls stepped up and gave $4,000 each to get this league going. So impressive. Such a testament to Great Falls. It really is. I mean, you know that I have a soft spot for Chris's, all things Great Falls. Chris is Electric City native, certainly. But, I mean, the, the community engagement and the and the, the uh, support for sports across all levels in Great Falls is just second to none. It's just so great. It really is. And I do need to give a shout out to his board, Nick Prinzing, Eric Dirk, Ben Snipes, Rory Schulte, his brother, Brian Crosby, Jeremy Smith, and Grant Eve. 
These were a group of parents that got involved and decided to change the trajectory of youth football in Great Falls. And we've seen what MYF did here in Missoula and what it did for Sentinel, building all those years of state championship teams. I think we're gonna start seeing that at some of the other schools around Missoula as well. But I really like that uh, they really believe in safety first, development, then competition. So they're doing full tackle USA football certifications, Coulter. And it's just really neat to see. I think their goal overall is they're charging $200 per player, but this next year it's gonna be $100. And after that, they don't wanna charge. They want this to be free and available for all kids. And I really appreciate that. So we're thankful uh, for Rob Schulte and leaders like his board. And if you do wanna get involved, the best way to follow um, Great Falls Youth Football is to look at their Facebook page. They have a great page, Great Falls Youth Football League. It's on Facebook. Otherwise, gfyfootball406 at gmail.com is the best way to reach them. Um, next generations of football players through key development. Very cool. Our community spotlight presented by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage, your local hometown lenders. Uh, tried, trusted, and proven since 1989. Uh, if you need any help with any of your mortgage stuff, give uh, Rob Fleming and his team a call there at uh, Man Mortgage. So much has happened around the big sky since the last time you were here. It's actually crazy. We do a weekly segment during basketball season around the big sky women's hoops where we break down the league every uh, week. Since we broke down the whole thing in Boise and the champions and all that, we've had all sorts of coaching movement, all sorts of roster movement, all sorts of different things. Uh, so we'll start at the top. Mark Campbell uh, on his way to TCU, only two years there at uh, Sac State. Pretty unique the way he did it at Sac State. And uh, you strike while the iron's hot, I guess. But uh, it was certainly uh, a great season last year for, for Sac State. And that's a testament to why he got that big-time job. Well, and, and definitely, I mean, you look at the way that they're, they built their program, very different than a Montana and how a, a Montana program sure. would build. Or Montana Rel- State or Idaho. I mean, yeah. or Idaho State, a lot of the, right. Um, but I have to hand it to Mark Hamble because he found some incredible players that were For also sure. great kids yep. and was able to just put it together and make a good run. And so, you know, hats off to Mark Campbell. He's sure. moving on. And Sac State's going to have to rebuild, relock, and reload. They're in a good position in California, Coulter, they for recruiting. Are. Especially with the new era of transfer portal and NIL and all this stuff. They're in a great position. And coaches, unfortunately and fortunately, are recruiting their rosters each year now. That's right. With the way the transfer portal works. And so I do think that there are instances where certain players might not get a chance unless they were to go into a transfer portal and maybe get a new look. And that's where you end up um, finding the Kalasia Deans of the world who really were a good fit for Mark Campbell. The other bombshell was John Newley uh, out at Idaho. That certainly um, was a huge surprise. He has had so much success uh, in the Big Sky Conference. And so it's going to be sort of a, a new era there in Moscow for the first time in a really long time. I know, and they're going to lose players to Beyonce B on our way to Washington State. For sure. Um, which will be playing with uh, Austin Coville. Um, Alex, Alex Coville, excuse me. Austin's the older sister, sure. Austin's older sister, with Alex Coville. So uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Under Cami Etheridge, yeah. who is... Former Northern Colorado coach. Ties everywhere, of course. Alex Coville, the great uh, Missoula Hellgate player. Our uh, Class AA Vertical Rays and ESPN MT Girls Basketball Player of the Year. She's headed to Wazoo. So, uh, yeah, a lot of connections there at Wazoo. Big look. I mean, different looks across the big sky. Also, new look at Weber State. 
Um, so we're just going to see some turnover uh, with coaches and programs as they rebuild, Walter. We'll break down more of sort of the landscape of the league as this Where Are They Now series uh, continues on. But this was a, a great debut. If you missed anything in it, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Thanks so much uh, to Cheryl Keller-Carr as well as Julianne Keller-Solomon for joining us. Uh, the Keller sisters. Some of the highlines fine as Malta. I guess Malta is considered on the highline, or is this absolutely culture? Uh, totally, the wind okay. blows up there, so it's the highline. <laughs> well, well, Malta has one of the great small school basketball traditions of anywhere in the country. I'm not saying just in Montana. To have ten plus gals come out of a how many people have in, Mont- in Malta? Two thousand, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you're talking That's impressive. I mean, it's amazing, and it's not even just that they had a whole bunch of players. They had a whole bunch of the greatest players in Montana women's basketball history come out of the same tiny little farm town. It's unbelievable, including the gals that joined us uh, here today. And we appreciate them for making some time. And also thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Coulter. Also have to say so much thank you to Ryan uh, Ryan and Miller. They uh, both, Paul Ryan and uh, Angie Miller, were in studio with us earlier today, uh, sort of just giving us the lay of the land of why they love supporting all these all these things in our community and, and why Missoula means so much to them. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys dedicated to providing their clients with the best representation. They work as a team to provide a -a one-of-a-kind legal service for each of their clients. Their team works hard to ensure their clients get the compensation they deserve after being in a car accident. Consultations always free. Call anytime. You can call 24-7-542-2233. That's 406-542-2233 to discuss your case with Ryan and Miller. Our Where Are They Now series will continue next week. We're off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but we'll be back at it on Thursday. Who do we have next week? We have Gene McNulty-King, which is going to be an awesome feature, going into the Hall of Fame, so deserving, and just very excited. She'll be in studio with us, Coulter. Former Big Sky MVP, right? Yes. And uh, she's worked a, a, lived a life of basketball since then as well. She has which... a phenomenal sports agent that's represented, I think, close to 24 former Lady Grizz players, but just athletes all over the U.S., many different sports. It's just going to be a really great visit with her next week. Our one on the books, our two coming at you, a whole bunch of laughs with Carol and she doesn't know sports. Plus, how are we not talking more about Shote Otani? We must discuss with Jeff Safford. All of it, jam-packed hour number two, right after this. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 